Hello and welcome to Revolution Cry Radio. You are listening to episode number 42. Ish and I have a great conversation regarding current events, and Kristen Yarbrough shares a beautiful and inspiring and encouraging message about facing trials and difficulties. As always, I thank you so much for listening. Please continue to share with family and friends. Enjoy the show and God bless you. Welcome to Revolution Cry Radio with Felix and Ish. I'm Felix. And I'm Ish. And we're so happy to be with you here on episode number 42. 42. It finally caught up to me. My goodness. Yes. All 42 right. backwards is a 24. That's right. I feel like uh, on, on this episode, I'm still thinking about the previous episode quite a bit. Oh my goodness. That was great. It was very inspiring. But before we get into our conversation, of course, let me share a few verses from Psalms chapter 46, verses 9, 10, and 11. And it says, He causes wars to end throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Amen and amen. And amen. God is sovereign, dear brother. He's in control. That was a reminder, yes. Oh, Jesus reigns. And no matter what we're facing, and I know... World news at the moment are not very encouraging for some regions and they're facing things that you wish upon anyone, right? You don't want anybody to go through that. But we still need to be reminded that God is in control and that it is our opportunity to shine. If we can find a way to help any shape or form that we can provide some assistance to people that are suffering at the moment, This is, this is our time. I believe so. Difficult times for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine and Russia. You know, there's no winners in war. It's just uh, unfortunate that it comes to that. You know, the, the Bible speaks of wars and rumors of wars. But in the end, we know how it all ends or how it all becomes eternity. Um, God wins. And that's what gives me hope. Always. God wins. And as humans that we are, that is the one thing that at one point or another, several stages in our lives that we might forget that, or we might not think that it's true, or we might feel like we are abandoned. And that is why I already mentioned this is our time for us to help those that are in doubt, help those that are in need, help those that are suffering, and show them that there is a higher, better way to do things. And I know that violence is not the way to resolve things. And I encourage, you know, a lot of countries, neighboring countries in Europe and the West, us as the United States of America, have come to help. And uh, even uh, our dear friend Elon Musk, you know, put up some satellites to allow for conversations to occur between um, those that need it and those that are perhaps removing the capacity for communication. You know, communication is still key. And, and I believe that in the end, victors will win. Uh, those that purport war will be defeated. Seek peace and pursue it earnestly. I've been in this game for a minute now Life's been throwing curves I steady be trying to swing it now Win it now Looking past great both It's a division now Trying to hit it out the park But I'm just hitting fouls Let me clarify Look at your surrounding See everyone is elevated But you steady grounded Look at your goals Thinking you ain't good enough If you listen and relate Well that makes two of us Yeah 
And these are the thoughts running in my head Feel I just keep it to myself, nobody wanna hear Thinking about it puts me in depression Never second guess, I just pretend that it's not even there And I know it isn't healthy, keeping feelings bottled up I don't try to keep them, I just end up putting on a smile like I'm fine Behind closed doors in my room, bedside as I cry I can't show people my feelings as if I'm weak but I'm tired Don't agree that if I cry that makes me less of a man That to me sounds so ignorant, that to me ain't a difference That ain't something that's different Can't keep faking, just gotta be man enough to admit it Gotta face the facts of struggle with anxiety Overthinking in my mind a lot, it's like varieties Sometimes I don't know what I should believe Thinking everyone I care about will up on me and leave And I know I'm not alone, I just remain to be quiet People going through the same, but they struggle in private It's a battle in my mind that can need to be silent Worry about what they can think of me, I'm facing that giant uh, I put it all on the table now God is greater than anything I proclaim Beat the highs and the lows, his love will remain the same Got a tatted on my wrist to remind me how far I came And saying it's out of pity, been thinking and just reflecting I'm trying to be a voice for the people who can't express it The people in this season who steady struggle believing Pray you hear and receive it Man, I couldn't believe it, felt alone and abandoned Love remain to be whitest, I learned that when it's a test It's when the teacher's most silent Never left or forsake me, tried, tried to just shake me My life a moment was shaky, but I remain in the safety, though I ain't in the stand, I hope you listening too, I figure maybe it happened so I can relate to you, don't give up, just keep going, though you can't comprehend, God is steadily faithful, there's a light in the end, and yo, this may be off topic, but need it off my chest, something heavy in my heart that I need to address, and yo, Isaac, if you listening, I need to say sorry, when your mom's died, I know you need to comfort the hardest, when I prayed about it, God always put you in mind, and I was selfish to ignore, and to blame it on time, not gonna lie, can't deny, man it steadily haunts me, I be having dreams about it and it steadily taunts me, this thing happened a couple years ago, I still feel the strife, who'da known that I regret this for the rest of my life, the days I wake up and cry, usually keep it to myself, but I'm just sick and I'm tired, man I knew it was God's will when someone pulled me aside, a church that told me God to put it in the heart to confine, me and tell me about you, should I've left and when I found you, sorry that I let you down too, who'da known the consequences, that's just what amount to, man. Somebody spoke, you were rapping like Tech 9 Pray you're doing fine Missing all of them times, you the homie Sincerely apologize Though you might think we different We're the same in his eyes and that's real We're back, Revolution Cry Radio yeah. With Felix and Ish On this uh, cool evening And a little rainy here In central Florida Kind of reminiscent of the, the gloomy times Like the, these past few days Has been gloomy Icky it has, but I do appreciate the rain because usually it cools down the temperature here. And as I brought the cat out of the bag last last week, I'm training for oh yeah a marathon. This cooler weather is definitely uh, you're always Mr. Positive. Uh, appreciate it. <laughs> finding the good things in the gloominess, but it sort of reflects also the gloominess of world events at the moment. We must uh, hold on to hope because that is the only way that we can keep on going forward. Yeah, and you know what's cool is uh, I think it's swiftly being resolved. Uh, in fact, uh, the United States made the announcement as uh, late last night, yesterday, about cutting um, you know Russia off from SWIFT, and in doing so, it, it really has hampered Russia's capabilities um, to continue advancing. I know um, today, uh, Ukraine basically said you know they they want to they want to stop it. Like they, they basically made that verbal uh, statement of just you know dropping all weapons, and mm. I guess it's up to Russia to. Um, you know, agree with that or not, but I think the talks have uh, now going back to the headquarters, so to speak, of the capitals of each country. That there, there were some talks together in, in a in a region they both share, um, but apparently those talks just didn't materialize too much. But you know, I, I'm hopeful. Tomorrow's a new day. Yes, that's my continuing prayer that diplomacy hopefully wins, that they end. The violence and, uh, and the war, that's my, my biggest prayer. Yeah. I think uh, we should be able to sit down, talk, and work things out. I know we all have skeletons in our closet sure. and uh, past and a history. And for many of us, it's hard to forgive or forget things that other people or countries or cultures or whatever have done to us. But 
it is difficult to try to move forward if you ha are holding grudges. And, and hope we've learned from the, the 20th century. I mean, you know, the 20th century was known for many wars and perhaps the, the, the most violent of wars. And, um, you know, this 21st century hopefully will uh, be the century of talks, <laughs> the century of, uh, of maturity. You know, like, can we just let bygones be bygones? Let's, let's forget the past and move forward. Mm. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I'm one of those people that think every generation improves some the one before. You know, wasn't there like a pop song about that? Every generation, every generation learns from the one before. I don't know. <laughs> sounds familiar, but sounds I can't put my... my no, uh, that's, that sounds to me on my head. That was like a, <laughs> a middle school song or something. You also made me remember there was a movie where conflicts were solved in a, in a, in a sport. And I forget. Gladiator? not like gladiator oh, but more current yeah yeah more futuristic that the issues between nations and whatnot oh, wow. was fixed uh, like resolved like in a game drawing a gun or something? no 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 it was it, it was in the future again and i don't oh. remember the name of the movie but it was imagine like they had a game of basketball or oh, a game cool. of soccer or a game of food i don't remember hey it was a made-up game in the in the oh, movie Felix for president I, I, that's actually like a, <laughs> that's a cool idea <laughs> let's just let's pick this in a game right and, yeah. and, and see what happens that way there's no deaths it's just uh, you know someone gets bruised up after a slam dunk <laughs> it still got brutal but Again, anything to reduce numbers of uh, casualties, uh, that's how I see it. But yeah, if I, I remember the name, I'll, okay. I'll bring it up. It's not like the Squid Game. I think I saw parts of that, the Squid Show. I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's a very violent show. Oh, okay. Wow. It's on, I forget, Netflix, it's I think, but yes. I want Jesus to come back now. All this violent talk makes me want to pray for Jesus to come back. You know, he, he never leaves or forsakes us, though. I mean, he's, he's in my heart. He's probably in yours, too, I'm pretty sure. He is here in... If we were to open our ears, our hearts, our minds, and listen to his guidance, I think we wouldn't get in such situations as what we are in oh, yeah. today. And it's well, just wherever he goes, I go. Wherever I go, he goes. Uh, many scriptures in Old and New Testament allude to that possibility. To follow, right? Yeah. Amen to that. Follow you, Jesus is king. I ain't ashamed to tell the world what I done and where I came from, came from. Yeah, I was down doing bad, but I thank God I came up, came up. It took a while to understand why I went, what I went through, went through. But I thank God that I don't look like what I've been through, been through. My, my mama's only child. She took me took in. in My uncles was my brothers huh? My cousins was my friends okay. Grew up on wrong road Sometimes it wasn't right, right. At times I ain't had no water what? Sometimes I ain't had no lights okay. Grandma, she kept us fed huh? Granddaddy kept a job They did the best they could, best they could. Even though times was hard, hard. I took the fast route. route Got addicted to money okay. I didn't finish school, finish school But was far from a dummy Pray, pray, Praying Father, forgive me I made some bad choices, bad choices. But when you're doing bad It's, it's kind of hard to focus okay. So you live and you learn It's a virtue, be patient Trials are tests of your faith Count it joy when you're I faithful. ain't ashamed to tell the world What I done and where I came from Came from Yeah, I was down doing bad But I thank God I came up Came up It took a while to understand Why I went, what I went through Went through But I thank God that To smoking dope, oh, man. I almost lost it all. Could have been dead and gone. Or doing life in prison huh? and never coming home. Oh, But God, He spared my life. Thank you for saving me. I never would have made it. Somebody prayed for me. Was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Was deaf, but now I hear. Was mute, but now I speak. Knocking, it shall be open. Seeking, you surely find. Asking, it shall be given. My God is right on time. Hoping for better days. I pray for better nights. I called the Lord, He heard me. New things will be alright. Ain't ashamed to tell the world what I done and where I came from. Came from. Yeah, I was down doing. Up. 
and I lost that bad Cause it wasn't got right, but I went and got right Say, Jesus had another plan I can't be the other man He turned me to another man, yeah, 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 yeah. The enemy's in trouble, man Blame you should've told him, yeah With your brother, man. Two more real, let's gather. I know that God's in the midst. Got us Lord through the pastor. So when I'm in the mix, be a fence. All around me, glad you found me. I was lost in my sins. I know you caught me. Now I'm walking. Me and Blaine going. I ain't ashamed to tell the world what I done and where I came from. Came from. Yeah, I was down doing bad, but I thank God I came up. Came up. It took a while to understand. And we are back with Revolution Cry Radio and having here a conversation, current events, looking forward with hope that we have to continue to remember that Jesus is in control and that everything will come to pass according to his will. Amen. And, you know, through the Spirit, when we abide in the vine, love, joy, peace, etc., right? But, you know, I, I want to focus on that word peace. You see, all nine characteristics of the fruit are intertwined. Mm, yes. But, but peace is such an important part of it. Um, you know, it, it's, it's up there with love, joy, and peace, you know. And so peace is such um, an important thing to achieve. Yes. Not just between nations, but between, um, you know, family members, between uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, between brothers and sisters in the church and outside. You know, it's, it's endless. But, but peace and to seek it and pursue it earnestly is a command to me because, you know, with peace, so much can um, be accomplished. Mm. And without peace, it just doesn't do much of anything. It's, it's you know, it's useless. To be out of peace has no... Well, purpose. Oh, but you know what? That super message coming up. It's gonna be, there's gonna be purpose for that too. Tribulation. Oh my. I think it was C.S. Lewis, and I might be wrong quoting him, but someone said, probably him, that every time the church goes away from its call, you know, to be the body of Christ, is when it mixes politics. Mm along with uh, our call from, from, from Jesus, that when we think that as Christians, we're supposed to try to impose on others our views, I think that's when we get into a lot of trouble, because I don't think that's the way that it was meant to be. Now, I, I, see, I choose to see it a little bit differently. Now, in my opinion, I believe uh, more lovers of Jesus, lovers of unconditional love, uh, should be free to take part in leadership. Now, I agree with you. We should never be one to impose perhaps our personal beliefs, but I believe that the way of Jesus is eternally good. In other words, imagine a politician, right, that stands for unconditional love, a politician that stands for grace and mercy. Now, the interpretation of that comes in many forms, and I think that's where the problem is. But, you know, a wise leader is a humble leader, and a humble leader is a leader that listens. I don't know. I mean, I know I can't run for president, but one of my sons can. You know, maybe I can influence them to, to learn to listen and be humble. You know, unlike their daddy here. I like, I like to talk. Probably humility is the one quality that most politicians are probably lacking. <laughs> True. Well, you got to be strong in your convictions. Yes. The word is strong. So, in other words, when we stand for the word of God, um, there are very important matters that need to be shared. You know, which includes bearing much fruit, love, joy, peace, etc. So... C.S. Lewis observed that almost all crimes of Christian history have come about when religion is confused with politics. Oh, okay. Politics, which always runs by the rules of ungrace, allures us to trade away grace for power, a temptation the church has often been unable to resist. And this is Philip Jancy commenting on something that... C.S. Lewis uh, observed, I think it's from uh, Mere Christianity, where he talks a bit about it. And I find that interesting. 
as you mentioned, we need good leadership. Yeah. People that have a good heart that are honestly seeking peace, as we yeah. were talking about with God in their heart, what better way to lead and to serve? And also, let's not be shameful for that. You know, when you're with the Holy Spirit, you know, the counselor is one of power, one of a sound mind. It's one of fearlessness. So power, in my opinion, doesn't necessarily have to be feared. It just has to be channeled correctly. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come November now, it's getting colder out than Mother Nature's fallen winter. Summer days begun No longer holding on To what we thought we had before Cause people change like seasons And it's got us frozen hearted Now I wish we Revolution Cry Radio with Felix and Ish. We're back. 
talking about power. Yeah, we're we're getting getting deep today. I like power. You don't. I did not say I do not like power. Well, you, you saw it was corrupting people. There is always that risk. Where, where, where did you get that quote from? The one that I quoted was from Philip Yancey. Okay. But, but we were also talking about Lord Acton. And he said, all power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely. I, I guess that's, that's more the, the negative Nancy version. See, I, I got mine from 2 Timothy 1.7. So for me, it's like, for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So that's more the, um, you know, the, the positive Paul. I don't know. <laughs> it ain't the negative Nancy version. Well, and sorry, Nancy, if your name is Nancy, it's just terminology. I, I like speaking in symbols. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes me wonder what kind of power is Paul referring to there. And I just keep on going back. People with God's heart in mm. power. And how even them got themselves in a lot of uh, trouble. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. were crucified. <laughs> well, I was thinking of King David. Oh. Man after God's own heart, right? Mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. And how once there was peace, because he was a man of war. But once there was peace, looks like he had nothing to do but to go check out the neighbor's yeah. wife. Yeah, it could, it could get us in trouble. Yes. The, um, and that is, I think, the continuing risk, I guess that we have to be careful, that we have to stay connected to the vine, stay close to God and make sure that we follow his guidance so he can keep us away from those temptations. And the flesh keeps us in trouble because the flesh has these urges. Mm. But when we allow the Holy Spirit to control us, when we abide in the vine, when we know the character of Jesus, well, it's what we strive for. More God, less me. You know, more Jesus, less me. That's a good goal to have. And we were talking about humility and, and uh, being full of love, joy, and peace. Like, you know, we were expressing, in my opinion, characteristics of what also makes an effective human being. Am yes, I wrong? yes yeah. definitely. Those are the qualities that we all should be striving for. Yeah, I mean, look, if I'm lacking love, if I'm not joyful, mm -hmm. and if I'm not in peace, I'm not a good person to hang around with. No, you're very, very right. I, I wanna, who, was gonna, who wants to hang out with someone that, yeah, it's, I know. it's just looking for trouble? <laughs> I want to be loved, too. To, yeah. You know, there's this cool quote, to, to love is nothing, to be loved is something, to love and be loved is everything. Oh, yeah, there you go. Saturday Night Live, wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess then we need to remind ourselves that we are always loved by our Ooh. Father and Creator. There you go. You're outdoing me again, dear brother. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, I think we humans like to complicate things. Jesus, I mean, we spent the last 2,000 years talking about what he said, you know, arguing about what he did and trying to understand the nuances about what he said and did, right? Well, he kept it simple. Exactly. I think we are the ones who like to complicate well, look, it. It's, it's really this simple. It's really this simple. L listen to this. Mm -hmm. Love God. Love neighbor self.
Next, we have a super devotion by professional writer Kristen Yarbo. Always a pleasure to have her on our show. And let's take a listen. Hi, guys. It's Kristen. Thanks for listening and joining me as we explore a little bit of God's word today. I know that squeezing in the time can be a challenge. I'm kind of a Martha type myself. So I know sometimes the tasks of life make it hard to feel like sitting down at Jesus' feet. So I pray today will be worth your while. Actually, I'm feeling a little bit like that right now. Now that it's warmed up a little, my husband and I are spending some time painting the outside of our house. I'm hoping that we can finish before it gets too warm. We didn't actually start out planning to paint our house, but our garage door had been limping along for quite a while and finally got to the point where we couldn't ignore it anymore and it needed to be replaced. So I turned in all the paperwork and colors and measurements in a request to our homeowners association and waited for a response. Well, we got an answer, but it wasn't what we were hoping for. The HOA kindly informed us that the color we chose wouldn't work. In fact, our entire paint scheme was out of compliance. This was pretty annoying because these colors were the original ones from when the house was built more than 30 years ago. And it had been good enough for the touch-ups of the original colors we've been doing over the past 15 years. Really? It was good enough until we put ourselves on their radar. And I don't live in a super fancy neighborhood where people have conniptions over grass breeds or things like that. But whatever. Our house was pretty overdue for a new paint job. So we sat down with a list of approved color combinations and picked the most agreeable ones that allow us to keep our house light colored. Because that seems to be pretty good for our electric bills. We've made a lot of progress, which feels good. But as we're seeing the main colors and the accents next to each other, I have to admit I'm not loving it. It's almost like these three colors don't quite fit together. I don't know who designed this color scheme, but I'm starting to question their eyesight. It's definitely a first world problem, but it wouldn't be my choice of colors if I could make my own combination. Getting stuck with someone else's color choices reminds me of a lesson from a pastor I once worked with. It's from the biblical book of James. In its original language, James describes the wide variety of trials that believers face as multicolored. Most presume this book was written by James, who led the Jerusalem church. The majority of the brethren there were Jewish, and they hit a rough patch during the days of the early church. Many brethren there scattered after Stephen was martyred by the Pharisees, and others simply hid. A few years later, Paul wrote to the Gentile congregations about taking up a collection for the poor at Jerusalem. While we don't have a lot of details, it seems that conditions for many Jewish Christians there had not gotten much better. So James was writing a letter to shepherd the people he had led, who were no longer assembling, who were no longer in contact with him, and who had just scattered. Parts of James encourage, parts of it correct behavior. But the part we're looking at today is meant to encourage. Now, I'm not sure I would start what's supposed to be an encouraging section by talking about trials, but that's exactly what James does. I suspect those who heard James's message in their suffering probably wouldn't have chose this palette of trials. Honestly, who among us would choose any combination of trials, given the chance? But even if we don't choose trials, they usually find us anyway. Financial stress, family disputes splintered relationships, health problems, and even spiritual attacks. There's no limit to the kinds of challenges we can face. And really, this shouldn't be shocking news. I mean, James used the word when, not if. Sometimes people get it in their heads that life is going to be easy when you become a Christian, that God is going to watch out for you and everything will be smooth sailing. Ironically, the Bible promises more trials for Christians, especially the more closely we follow Jesus. So James isn't sugarcoating anything in verses 2 and 3 of chapter 1. His message is pretty clear. The road to heaven isn't an easy one, and God's children should expect to face trials of many sizes, shapes, and colors along the way. So this metaphorical color scheme doesn't exactly sound like it would bring me joy. Kind of the opposite, actually. But that's what James tells us, that for those of us who follow Jesus, to view them. Why? Well, the struggles themselves clearly don't spark joy. But they give us the chance to build perseverance. Yay, how fun. Okay, but that perseverance helps us grow. The Bible tells us that our goal is to grow into the image of Christ himself, into saints who will overcome and inherit a heavenly crown. Well, that sounds a little better. I mean, we all look forward to the golden crown at the end of the rainbow, especially in dark times. But the swirling storms in between our current trials and the happy ending can make it hard to find our way. In fact, finding the right path, or any path at all, can feel impossible. How can we know which way we should turn? Well, James gives us some advice on that, too. If we're struggling, turn to God and ask our Heavenly Father for wisdom. One of my favorite Bible study leaders gave me some great perspective. A lot of us feel like God is watching and waiting to lash out at us when we do something wrong. 
But really, if God is our Father, and a good one, He isn't playing hide-and-seek with us. He isn't trying to confuse us. The Bible reminds us that even an earthly parent won't give a rock to a hungry child who asks for a fish. Scripture promises God will give generously to children who truly seek Him, without shaming them for needing help. Common Christianese promises that we won't ever face more than we can handle. But Scripture demonstrates over and over that we must learn to rely on God in overwhelming situations. Now, that wisdom can come in many ways. It might come through a direct reading of the Word. It might come through talking to challenges with trusted friends and confidants. Or it could come through situations that make the resolution absolutely clear. Or it could come through the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. But as long as we persevere in asking and trusting Him, God will not hide that wisdom from us. Now, I know that James goes on to say that people who falter in their belief will not get the help we're looking for. But James is talking about wishy-washy believers, not those who have hope but still struggle. Remember the father who came to Jesus to heal his son who was having seizures in the book of Mark. The one from whom we get the famous quote, I believe, help my unbelief. The father had enough faith to come to Jesus for help and enough faith to keep asking when he didn't get an immediate miracle. He asked Jesus to help strengthen his faith. And in doing so, he received both the strength and faith and a son who was healed. God is more than happy to help. Like any father, he just wants us to come to him, to ask for help, to listen for the answer, and trust him. Are there times when you've had to ask your human father for help? Was it usually a situation that he created or a situation that you created? Or where at least you played a part in it? You know, in our Christian culture, we often talk about tests from God. And there are sometimes in the Bible where God has set up specific situations, but that's not the norm. God can give us insight in trials, and he uses them to discipline and grow his sons and daughters. But that doesn't mean he creates these situations. In fact, James specifically tells us that the Lord doesn't tempt us. Rather, our trials and temptations usually result from the flesh, from our focus on our fleshly desires, from things we focus on or crave that we know we shouldn't. Or trials can stem from our own weaknesses or the weaknesses of others. How many times do we suffer because we know we make bad decisions that are motivated by less than noble motives? Even more, we bear the burden when other people act in the flesh, when they act selfishly or pursue self-interest without any thought for others. Occasionally, we may suffer from true spiritual attacks. Personally, I think the enemy more often stirs up trouble than attacks us directly. But we do see evidence in scripture that the devil has targeted specific people like Job and Peter. These certainly aren't from God. They're just the opposite. Or our tests might come from the frailty of our human bodies. I'm facing a surgery that's going to limit my mobility around the house and my regular activities a lot. The injury wasn't really anybody's fault, at least not directly. And, but it's going to be a trial and a patient's builder for everyone in my house, I'm sure. So this wide palette of trials I've mentioned shows us just how profound the effects of the fall were and how far they reach. But the reach of God's redemption is greater. Because as James says, with each trial, we grow a little more into the image of Jesus. God can take the evil in this world and use it for our good. Sometimes we'll understand the blessing this side of heaven. Sometimes we won't. But either way, God works things out for his children. You know, no one escapes pain in this life. Rain will fall on all men, on the just and on the unjust. Now, in context, I know that the scripture uses this proverb in reverse, that rain was a blessing that will fall on both the obedient and the disobedient. But the same is true in reverse. All humans will suffer the consequence of sin, selfishness, natural disasters, aging, disease, and the like, regardless of their spiritual state. Life isn't pain-free for anyone. So when something bad happens, we can choose to curse our trials, but we'll endure them just the same. We don't get out of them, regardless of our spiritual state. How we respond does, however, say something about our spiritual state. So we can curse our trials, or we can resolve to use them for our growth. We can work through them and learn to rely on God rather than vices and comforts. We can learn to respond with grace rather than with anger. To turn the other cheek and not respond in kind when we're mistreated. Now, this is a hard one for me, controlling my tongue. But I'm well aware of James' instruction that believers need to learn to use their words in a positive way. When we experience lack or loss as our trial, we can learn how to be a good steward of our resources in the future. Or we can remember how it feels to be in need and resolve to be more generous with others when we're able. If we suffer the fallout from a failed relationship, or if we feel like we're being taken for granted in our family or on the job, we can resolve to be a better steward of people. 
We can learn from how it feels and make it a point to treat people with consideration and love when it's our turn. From our human vantage point, suffering stinks. There's no getting around it. But when we look from a higher level, it's easier to see how our tests can be used to shape us into the image of Christ. So today I'd like you to leave you with James's wisdom on trials found in verses 2 and 3 of the book's first chapter. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. The Bible tells us that we are God's workmanship, his masterpiece. This is true in both the good times and in the bad. I know the murky, multicolored palette of our trials are usually far from the dazzling life we would paint from ourselves, but God can use them to create a beautiful picture just the same if we trust him and persevere. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for the book of James and for its uncommon biblical wisdom. As we face tough circumstances this week, help us to give thanks in the moment rather than grumble. Help us to keep the image of Jesus fixed in our minds and respond as he would when we're mistreated, pushed aside, or suffering physically. Help us to turn to you rather than vices. Help us to seek your wisdom as we push through the storms of life. Give us a glimpse of how you are using your suffering for our good. Most of all, thank you for the assurance that you will never leave us or forsake us. Thanks to your son. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.
What an encouraging and beautiful message from Kristen in a great reminder. Yes, there will be trials. They are difficult. Oh, yeah. They are hard. But there's no other way to strengthen and polish and better ourselves except when we're facing difficulty. Of course. And like, like you know, Sister Kristen said about teaching us perseverance. I mean, mm-hmm. um, yes. th- that's one of the characteristics. You, you know me, I, I always love to say, um, love always trusts, hopes, protects, and perseveres. Yes. So perseverance is a part of our Christian walk. It is. It is. And it is a very important part of it. I think we forget or we would like to know what's ahead of us, right? We, yeah. we don't know what's going to be on the next bend, but God knows. And we should hold on to that, yeah. that thought and that understanding that even if we cannot see the end of the path of the race mm. that we're running, God, God is there. God knows and he knows uh, he's going to win. And here's what's interesting. See, I, I'm a positive prophet. That's what I, mean. <laughs> I play with my name ish, you know, like I, I'm a fan of prophet Elisha. And, and what, what I love about knowing God is, you know, that it's going to get better. It can only get better. So we can all prophesy that what's coming next is going to be better. At least we know in the end it will be. It will be. He wins. God is love always and forever. He is good. Amen to that. Timeline.
so we are nearing the end of this episode. And as always, I'm very thankful and happy that uh, you got to listen and that you enjoyed it. And I hope that we were encouraging and shining a little bit, reflecting God's light. Not just us, uh, Kristen, the music, everything else. And if you love it a lot, please share it with your friends. We are on many podcasting sites on uh, Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And we are on ChristianMix106.com, Fridays, 8 p.m. Eastern, and Sunday Replay, 7 p.m. Eastern. That is right. Thank you, Christian Mix, for giving us this opportunity to share and be part of this great community of people that want to share God's love with others. So again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back. Hasta luego. See you in the promised land.